Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues AHL affiliate Springfield Thunderbirds took a 1-0 series lead in the Calder Cup final off of a comeback overtime win, 5-4 over the Chicago Wolves. Going to be talking about that, plus talking about the Colorado Avalanche's dominant Game 2 performance as they won 7-0 over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Talking about all that stuff and more on today's episode of the Locked On Blues podcast. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. and gentlemen welcome back to the lockdown blues podcast part of the lockdown podcast network and your number one source for daily blues content i'm your host josh hyman and like i said got a busy episode today first half talking about the blues ahl affiliate springfield thunderbirds as they now have a 1-0 series lead in the Calder cup final they do play again tonight uh monday night uh so a lot of, a lot of you guys might be listening to this episode after the game but regardless still gonna be talking about it talking about some of the players on that team that have made a difference and then like i said in the second segment we're gonna be talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche Understanding Cup Final Series. But first, before we get into any of that, I wanted to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, I didn't talk to you guys a lot last week. I think I only got out one episode. Um, as I said in that episode, I was traveling for work. Um, I was really only home for a full day, Monday and Friday. Uh, and even then, you know, both those days, I was, you know, I had to pack. I'm, I'm back at school now. Um, it was a really busy week for me last week, so apologies that I didn't get a lot of content out for you. But starting now, you know, we should be back on a regular schedule. Look for five episodes this week, five episodes next week, etc. until the season ends, until we move to three episodes a week. But yeah, I just wanted to apologize for my lack of episodes. And even the episode that I did get out was a little rushed and uh, all over the place. So, you know, busy week for me last week. Um... But back on track this week and looking forward to it because there is a lot to get into starting with the St. Louis Blues AHL affiliate Springfield Thunderbirds. Three wins away from a Calder Cup championship. You know, it sucks that the Blues are out, obviously, but, you know, there's a silver lining as the uh, the, the little club, the baby brother club, continues to have success. They won 5-4 to four in Game 1 over the Blues' former AHL affiliate in the Chicago Wolves. Uh, this game didn't start out too hot. As they did give up the first goal, Jack Drury scored for the Chicago Wolves, but then Huma King and Matthew Pekka got back-to-back goals there late in the first period to put the Springfield Thunderbirds up 2-1, heading into the second, where it was all Chicago. Chicago Wolves uh, came out of that second period up 3-2, goals from Richard Panic and David Gust. So, you know, heading into the third period, Springfield was down 1, not looking great, and things got even worse as 30 seconds into the period, Stefan Noison gave the Chicago Wolves a 4-2 lead, and things were looking a little rough for the, the Thunderbirds at that point. You know, down two goals on the road uh, in Game 1. It really wasn't looking like uh, their game to win, but less than 30 seconds after that, uh, that goal that stretched the lead to two, Tommy Cross, former Boston College defenseman, uh, scored from the point to make it 4-3, to three, and then it was back and forth for the rest of the game. Um, not, not Nothing really too too much um, for either side. Um, 
Chicago was doing a good job of, of keeping the lead. Springfield was getting their chances here and there, but it was looking like it was going to be a tough one. Uh, Charlie Lindgren gets pulled, you know, six on five man advantage for the uh, for Springfield Thunderbirds and Brady Lyle off of assists from Dakota Joshua and Will Bitten scores with just under a minute and a half left in regulation to tie the game up and send it to overtime. Great stuff. Game one of the finals, and we already got ourselves an overtime thriller, especially one where the Springfield Thunderbird come back from two goals down in that third period. Great stuff there. And then Matthew Kessel, a fifth-round pick of the St. Louis Blues back in 2020, gets his first professional goal of his career in overtime off of a beautiful assist from veteran leader James Neal to send the Springfield Thunderbirds to victory 5-4 victory in overtime great stuff there um really exciting stuff uh great goal you know great to see Kessel get his first professional goal but also great to see James Neal um doing his thing and you know producing for the Springfield Thunderbirds and and teaching these young prospects and some of these older veteran guys too but just teaching this you know this this under team you know obviously not the St. Louis Blues but a lot of guys that are probably going to be up with the St. Louis Blues at some point next year the year after that whatever having a guy like James Neal to lead them through a uh, championship run is huge and it's going to be huge for their development you know not only is a uh, Calder Cup final appearance huge for their development. But having a guy like James Neal to, you know, keep the locker room together and to make plays like that, you know, assisting on the game-winning goal, it's going to do wonders for them. I'm really excited to see what some of those guys can do with the St. Louis Blues next year, whether it's Hugh McKing, uh, Nikita Alexandrov, Joel Hofer, Charlie Lindgren, who was great in this game. A uh, lot, lot of good stuff to like if you're following the Springfield Thunderbirds this year. Um I'm going to continue to talk about that a little bit more in this upcoming second segment before I transition into the Stanley Cup final, the NHL final, which unfortunately the Blues don't have any stake in, but maybe they do, as they still remain the only team to defeat the Colorado Avalanche um, as they are up 2-0 on the Tampa Bay Lightning. So we'll be talking about all of that and more in this second half of the episode. Before I get into that, I want to tell you guys about BetOnline. Now, BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Maybe you got a hot take. Maybe you think the Colorado Avalanche are going to sweep the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, I have them predicted as winning. I don't know if I thought they were going to win 7-0 in Game 2. Regardless, you can put your money where your mouth is at betonline.net. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball as well. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, all right, all right. So, little bit of um, little bit of a wrap up here of the Springfield Thunderbird segment before I hop into just the NHL as a whole. Um, if you're not watching this team, first of all, I know it's a little bit difficult. You got to go into AHL TV. You got to get yourself a subscription. It's a little, 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 little money, but it's worth it. You know, you see a lot of former Blues players, guys that spent a little bit of time with the Blues this year: James Neal, Dakota Joshua, Charlie Lindgren, Joel Hofer, um, and then also a lot of guys that could potentially you know, make an impact on the team um, next season or, you know, the season after that. Guys like Nikita Alexandrov, Hugh McKing, um, 
Clem Costin, who you know you could argue might have missed his might have missed his chance. Um, again, Dakota Joshua, again a guy that I think still could make a good impact. Tyler Tucker, a guy that's pretty much the number one defenseman um, on that Springfield Thunderbirds team. Uh, could make a name for himself as well. There's a lot to like about this team. There's a lot to like about watching this team, um, and you can kind of tell that there's there's the that that championship DNA is in that locker room. Whether it's James Neal, who's an incredible veteran presence, or you know guys like Mackenzie McEachern, who have been around the Blues for a long time and have have seen their success. You know, not necessarily firsthand, but have been around the team when they've had playoff success. Um, Dakota Joshua, same thing. Um, Clem Costin, sort of similar. Again, he's sounding like Clem Costin might go back to Russia after this season, but still, it, it's good to see him, you know, producing as he is. Mackenzie McEachern, um, I think I mentioned him already. Um, James Neal, obviously, you know, lots of veterans, lots of youth. It's a good mix, and they also play a very exciting style of hockey. You know, they don't—they're not necessarily flashy, uh, fast-paced, up and down scoring. They play a very physical game. Uh, they kind of play old-school hockey, which. You know, is is what gave the Blues their success in in their Stanley Cup run in 2019 was just old style physical beat 'em up hockey, and that's kind of what the Thunderbirds do. And you could see it in Game One that even when the Chicago Wolves got themselves a nice two goal lead, the tenacity of the Thunderbirds was just too much to handle. And you know, you got depth scoring. I think they had five different goal scorers in that game. And you know, it, it kind of is just like a, a a baby Blues in the sense that they play a similar style to what gives the Blues success, and they have incredible depth just like the St. Louis Blues. So. It's fun to watch there. Definitely check them out. I think it's AHL.TV or something like that. Um, if you can't find it, reach out to me on Twitter or whatever. I got a, I got a, a way to watch it. Um, I can send you the, the link to the AHL website where you can watch some of the games. It's fun stuff. Again, they play tonight, Monday night, and I believe they play again Wednesday. Um, it's it's great stuff. You know, if you're if you're a little tired of watching the, the Colorado Avalanche dominate, which I don't know why you would be. They're a fun team to watch, um, and you want to give it, get, give yourself a taste of Blues hockey. Uh, you got the little Blues logo on their shoulder patch. It's better than nothing. So yeah, definitely check them out. Uh, really exciting stuff. Like I said, they have a chance to hoist uh, the championship trophy this season, which would be great. They would join Jake Neighbors and in, in Blues prospects who have uh, had championship success this season. Um, you know, shout out Jake Neighbors, captained his way to a, the WHL championship. That being said, though, there is another major hockey championship going on right now and that is the stanley cup finals now if you are living under a rock and you didn't see game two first of all i just want to say i i got game one wrong i was doing my game one recap and somehow in my head i thought that tampa was up 3-1 when in reality colorado was up 3-1 apologies there um but (laughs) point still remains colorado has been a dominant team throughout this series game one was a little bit different um you know, as they did blow a two-goal lead uh, and, and it ended, up, ended up winning in overtime off of a Victor Hedman turnover. Game two was just completely different. Um, Colorado had seven goals. Tampa had 16 shots. Colorado almost had half as many goals as the Tampa Bay Lightning did shots. And it wasn't even frigging close. Like, somehow, a 7 nothing game, I think it wasn't even as close as the score indicated. It's like Tampa hasn't looked so... I said Tampa hasn't looked as uncomfortable as this in the New York Rangers series early on. I haven't seen Tampa look this uncomfortable in, like, this decade that they looked against Colorado in Game 2. Uh, Valerian Nishushkin gets the scoring going 
for the Colorado Avalanche with his seventh. Josh Manson gets his third. 2-0 Colorado. Andre Burakovsky gets one. 3-0 Colorado after one. I'm just going to kind of speed run through this. Valerian Nishushkin, again, another incredible depth piece. A guy that had like, like 11 points on the regular season is now up to eight goals in the playoffs. And two in this game. Uh, puts the abs up 4 nothing. four minutes into the second. Darren Helm uh, puts the abs up 5-0 in the second. And then Kale McCarr gets himself two goals. One on one shorthanded, one on the power play in the third period uh, to put the Abs up seven nothing, and they had a great, um, great little interview after the game where they go to Kale McCarr. He's on the bench, and they go, "Kale, you, you gonna be celebrating tonight after this win?" He goes, "No, that's it. Just nope." They're like, "All right, thank you," and he walks off. It's great. It's great stuff there. Um, look, there is only one team that has beat the Colorado Avalanche in the playoffs up until this point, and it is the St. Louis Blues. And this isn't to to sort of shoehorn into complimenting the Blues, you know, whatever. Um, but a lot of people, I think, heading into the series, like, oh yeah, you know, just another just another speed bump for the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're gonna easily three peat. And I said, no, I don't think it's going to be that easy for them. I think a lot of people, or a couple people, were looking at this Avs team and saying, like, I think this this offense is is more than Tampa has ever had to handle, and that's true. Tampa, the Tampa Bay Lightning, have never seen an offense like the Colorado Avalanche because the NHL has never seen an offense like the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, they lost one of their biggest, if not their biggest, depth producer in Nazem Kadri um, off of a unfortunate, somewhat dirty play. Um, and they have not missed a beat. You know, they've gotten scoring from guys, like I said, like Valerian Yashushkin, um, Darren Helm, whatever. You can go up and down the lineup. I mean, I didn't see Nathan McKinnon's name once in that. I'm sure he had a couple assists. Um, no, he, he only had one assist. In a 7 nothing win, Nathan McKinnon had one point. That is incredible. I am actually, I'm going to, I'm going to double check that. So I don't, I don't look like a, I don't look like a dummy. Um, but my goodness, is that, is that impressive, um, for the Colorado Avalanche? You know, your best player, one of the best offensive players in the league in Nathan McKinnon. And I don't want to say he necessarily had an off night cause he still produced, he was still good on the offensive end. Um, but like I said, he only had one assist in that game. You got guys like Valerian Nishushin getting himself two points, Kel McCarr getting himself two goals, Mika Rant and then uh, a couple assists, Burakovsky a goal and an assist. New hook, a couple assists. Uh, Cogliano um, had himself an assist or two two assists in there. I mean, they're just getting production from anyone and everyone in their lineup. And Tampa just looks like they don't know what they're doing. It is truly incredible watching this Colorado Avalanche team dissect the Tampa Bay Lightning. And it is even more incredible that the St. Louis Blues won two games against the Colorado Avalanche and almost won a third. Um, I don't want to say almost won, but, you know, that game six... um, if, if it hadn't, you know, if the Avs hadn't scored with three seconds left in regulation, who knows what would have happened. So, yeah, a lot of exciting stuff um, happening in the NHL. I guess not if you're a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. And, you know, game three is tonight. So in this third and final segment, I'm going to be talking about what's worked for the Colorado Avalanche so far and how they've been able to neutralize the Tampa Bay Lightning and what, if anything, the Tampa Bay Lightning can do can, to get back on track and potentially 3 P. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, first, a quick word from our sponsors. All right, all right, all right. So I am back in action talking about what the heck is going wrong for the Tampa Bay Lightning, what's going right for the Colorado Avalanche. And I think it just comes down to, you know, a simple thing, a thing that 
is often the catalyst for many successful hockey teams, and that is puck battles. I don't think I saw the Tampa Bay Lightning win a single puck battle in that 7 nothing victory They're, victory for the Colorado Avalanche. They're getting outskated, out-hustled, outworked, and just out-battled. Um, it seems like every opportunity the Tampa Bay Lightning had was one and done. You know, rebounds, loose pucks, whatever it may be, Colorado's getting there first. If it's in the offensive end, uh, if it's a break-in or a breakout or whatever, if there's any sort of play happening, Colorado is first to the puck. No matter what end of the ice, no matter who's out there, no matter what the situation is, power play, shorthanded, even strength, um, empty net, whatever, Colorado is winning every freaking puck battle. And that shows in not only the goal score, but the shots on goal. Tampa Bay only had 16 shots on goal in that game, and that is an incredibly low number for any team, much less back-to-back Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. And that's because, like I said, it was one and done. Yeah, Tampa would do their thing. They would, uh, you know, orchestrate their great breakout, uh, put a lot of pressure on the Avs, and they'd get a good look, and then that would be it. You know, Darcy Kemper would either swallow up the rebound or the rebound would be kicked to the corner where some Colorado defenseman would win the battle. And it's like, it was incredibly frustrating to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And you could see that. You could see that after that first period, they just kind of got away from their game and got frustrated and got, you know, annoyed with how they just seemingly couldn't do anything right. It's like when you're playing NHL 22 and, and you know, you get mad. You're like, what the hell? You know, the game's giving everything to the other guy. Like, I can't catch a break. It's it's like, you know, ice tilt. Those days when the word ice tilt would be thrown around. I don't know if any of you have ever played the NHL games, but, you know, there would be times when You'd, you'd have tons of pressure, you'd be doing everything right, and you just couldn't buy a shot on goal. You couldn't buy a goal. Every every loose puck went to the opponent. You know, every every scoring chance rebound led to them, and it felt like the game was truly against you. And that is what it was looking like for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, obviously, there's no such thing as ice tilt in the regular NHL. It's just simply called momentum, um, and it's a real thing. And momentum was 100% in the Avalanche's favor, Um in that game too and I don't think I've seen such a one-sided game against the Tampa Bay Lightning in any of their Stanley Cup Finals games that they've played up until this point now I haven't watched every single game from puck drop the final buzzer um so you know please if I'm wrong let me know uh but just with the way that they've played in these playoffs and the way that they've played over these last three years and even if you go back four years to when they had their 62 win season they have looked like the most dominant team in the nhl they have not looked rattled at any point yeah they did get swept in that first playoff appearance but that was just you know that was on them they didn't show up they were coasting ever since then you know you you remove that series you take their 62 in regular season forget the playoffs and then you take back-to-back stanley cup wins after that and then their dominance this year and then they're you know they didn't have the easiest time against Toronto, but whatever. They did what they did against Toronto. They had the, the most dominant playoff series of the 21st century against the, the Florida Panthers, all things considered. You know, Florida, a top team in the league, scored like three three total goals in the whole series. Um, then they go down two games to nothing against the New York Rangers, looking like they're a little bit in trouble, and then just sleepwalk back to the Stanley Cup Finals, winning four straight. So up until this point, it's looking like the Tampa Bay Lightning were indestructible, were unbeatable. And then in waltzes the Colorado Avalanche and Cal McCarr and company um, and just, just you know, says, hey, NHL is a little different now. You know, you guys aren't the only team with an incredibly deep offense and, and great defense as well. Um, and you look at Tampa and you look at the goaltending and you say, oh, yeah, you know, Vasilevsky, he's great. You know, he's, he's, he's the guy. He's, you know, the best goalie on the planet. And I still think he is. Um, and I thought heading into the series that if and when Tampa won the series, because I even think at the beginning, I thought it was a toss-up 
I thought the goaltending difference might be too much for Colorado to overcome. Um, I didn't think that Darcy Kemper impressed me too much in that St. Louis series. Um, I didn't think he had done too much in the playoff run to make me think that he could be a guy that could steal a game in the Stanley Cup final. And you know what? He hasn't had to steal a game in the Stanley Cup final. It's just been the Colorado offense doing what they do best and just scoring a metric crap ton of goals. It's It's been incredibly impressive to watch. It's been a clinic. It's been like, hey, here, here's a book on how to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning and, and you know, written by the Colorado Avalanche. It, it's been incredible what they've done. Um, 7 nothing in the Stanley Cup Final. That's incredible. That is, like, unheard of, much less against a team that have, has won the previous two Stanley Cups. Like, oh, I'm so excited for tonight's game. Um, if Colorado goes up 3 nothing, you know, obviously it would be tough. They, they'd have to take a game in Tampa. Um I, I still think Tampa gets one of the next two at the very least, but I mean, man, is it? Are you gotta be worried if you're if you're in that Tampa locker room right now? Like, what the heck do you even say after a seven nothing loss? It's not like you lose three two in overtime or whatever the first game was four three in overtime. Um, it's not like it's not like you know a typical loss. Where like, oh yeah, here's what you gotta do right. Here's what you did wrong. You're 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 sitting there. You're looking at film and you're like, all right, here's what went wrong in the first goal. Here's what went wrong in the second goal. And then you do that five more times because you gave up seven goals. Like, how the heck do you address the the, the locker room and, and your fellow teammates and your coach after losing 7 nothing in the Stanley Cup Final? I mean, it's going to be so fun to watch tonight. Again, Tampa has won back-to-back Cups. They've been here before. No, they've never been down 2-0 in the Stanley Cup Final at, at any point, but they were down 2-0 last series, and look how that turned out. So I think Tampa's going to have a pretty strong response. I think it's going to be a battle of titans tonight and for the rest of the series. It should be a really fun time. I'm going to be watching. I hope you guys are watching too. Plus, on the other TV or on my computer, I'm going to have the Springfield Thunderbirds game pulled up. So a lot of good hockey tonight, a lot of good action tonight. Um, fortunately, basketball is over. My Boston Celtics came up short. Oh, heartbreaking, heartbreaking stuff there. But, you know, St. Louis's own Jason Tatum, he'll, he'll be back. Celtics will be back. I just had to just had to throw that in there. I know some of y'all are thinking it. Um, and, you know, it is tough there. But, hey, that being said, you know, all we got is hockey left and baseball. But, you know, there's like a thousand games in the season, so. I'm not worried about that until October, September. Anyways, that being said, that is all the time I have for you guys today. So make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. We've been growing a lot there recently. Um, I've really been enjoying the feedback and all the comments and stuff like that. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to me on YouTube at Lockdown Blues. Hit that notification bell. That way, whenever we upload a new video, you'll be the first to know. Um, leave a review. On Apple Podcasts or Spotify, if you're feeling so kind, if you're not feeling kind, I mean, hey, I guess you can still leave a review. I'll, I'll take constructive criticism. Uh, follow all of the Locked On Blues social channels at Locked On Blues on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening. And as always, let's go, Blues. <laughs>